Let's swing around the NFL offseason storylines. Training camp going to be starting up in end of, end of the month, a couple weeks. And then we'll be right back into it. Zig Fricassi from Sirius XM NFL, one of their terrific hosts. Zig, how's it going, man? Andy, it's been a while. How are you? I am doing well. And, uh, I see on your, your Twitter feed you watched the, the CFL game last night. And, of course, you're aware that Terrell Owens could be playing in a few days or at least get onto the field, activating that 10-day game win- 10 day window with the Edmonton Eskimos. What do you make of a 44-year-old Terrell Owens trying to make a go of it in the Canadian Football League? Oh, boy. I don't know <laughs> if there's enough snow up there in Edmonton for that to cool him down. Right. Um, you know, he, he's also in his situation with the Pro Football Hall mm-hmm. of Fame where he's op, not opting not to go to the ceremony and, you know, obviously have his uh, day in the sun at his alma mater there. So, T.O., he is what he is. He's a great receiver, but all the drama, all the narcissism, Quite frankly, Andy, I don't know if I'd want the distraction if I'm the Edmonton Eskimos. Yeah, I'm with you, especially as how good and how deep they are at receivers. So we'll see. Hey, what what a story it would be being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, even if you don't actually go, and then playing pro football up in Canada. That'd be it'd be crazy. Terrell Owens and Johnny Manziel in the same league. Did you ever think you'd say that? That's uh, north of the border. Well, how about <laughs> Jerry Glanville? He's probably yeah. leaving tickets for Elvis right now. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. All right, Zig, so let's get to some of the offseason storylines as we get ready for training camp. Is there a division that is the most interesting to you? Because you can make a couple of different arguments. The uh, NFC East, I'm looking at the AFC West as one of those divisions. What does Case Keenum do? How does the transition from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes play out? And then you got, of course, the Raiders trying to bounce back and the Chargers with Phil Rivers. Let's start with the AFC West. Of, of That division seems like it's really up for grabs. I would say so. I think you got a valid point there because, obviously, with Denver, as you talked about, you got the new quarterback there with Case Keenum. I still think they have a, a good enough uh, defense, obviously, with Von Miller leading the way. So, uh, But I think their window may be closing a little bit. You've got the uh, Chargers now into their second year in Los Angeles. Uh, there's a franchise there, Andy, that for whatever reason, they always seem to start slow, come on like a house of fire towards the end of the season, and people are going to say, oh, wow, at 9-7 and seven, they should have been in and this and that. So you just wonder, though, how much uh, shelf life Phillip Rivers has left. Mm-hmm. Then, you've get, then you've got the Raiders, who are obviously in Oakland for now, but then will be moving to Vegas here for a couple of years. You know, you got the big sizzle hire of John Gruden, although people are wondering – you know, if he was away from the game this long, well, technically he hasn't been away from the game because he's been doing the Monday night broadcast and he's been talking with coaches and players and obviously into the strategy, but coaching and broadcasting are two different things. Can they get Derek Carr to play like he did two years ago? That defense, which was a sieve last year, you know, can uh, Ken Norton Jr. get things turned around there? So, You've got a lot of different things going on, and then obviously Kansas City. Here's the team that's the uh, the you know the franchise was the division winner last year, but now you're changing quarterbacks. You're going with the second year guy, Patrick Mahomes. Is that going to be a big time adjustment? They lose Peters defensively. Derek Johnson is now a Raider, so that's a that those are a couple of key performers that are away from that team. So each team has their questions. You could probably make a valid case for at least two, maybe three of those teams 
winning that division because it's that wide open. Yeah, yeah, and especially with with Mahomes coming in, that's for the Chiefs. That window was open, but they felt they needed to do something to take the next step. Let's swing to the AFC South, and this, oh, boys, this is just as wide open because all right, you have the Houston Texans who bottomed out when Deshaun Watson went down, if healthy, and if he can pick up where he left off. All of a sudden, they're division contenders, obviously. The Andrew Luck spinning situation of, okay, is he, won't he, could he, when, is he going to come back? (laughs) The Jaguars, who it still feels weird saying are good. And the Tennessee Titans, new head coach, they look like they could be poised to take that next step. Another division where I think you can make a valid case for three of those Mm -hmm. four teams winning, except... Indianapolis, and only because we don't know where Andrew Luck is right now. Plus, you've got you know a new head coach there in Frank Reich. You've got a new defensive coordinator in Matt Eberflus. So you got to wonder you know how long the adjustment comes. You've got Jacksonville, who was within a half of getting to their first Super Bowl last year. I thought I thought Doug Marone got a little bit too funky with the play call in there towards the end of the first half, where they had a chance to really put. New England away. Can Blake Bortles do it once again? They've had some turnover uh, with personnel on the offensive side. The defense looks very good. And then, uh, as you mentioned, with you know Tennessee, you know Mike Mike Malarkey, I, I thought did some good things last year, but I think his stubbornness came back to bite him. So I think that's why he's out of a job. Mariota seems to be on the ascending side when it comes to his career. I think they've got a really, really good defense. And then, of course, you got the Houston Texans, who, Andy, I think on paper are the best team in the division. I just saw today uh, Deshaun Watson said that he's going to be ready a full goal for training camp. And here's a young man who lit the NFL on fire last year and had that wonderful game against Seattle before he went down uh, with the torn ACL. This kid has the it factor. You could tell when he got into the huddle last year that he elevated that offense. Um, Obviously now with J.J. Watt being healthy and then a healthy uh, Merciless, healthy Jadavian Cloudy, they have the elements of being a top-shelf defense. So, Three of those four teams could win that division. And again, if Houston, and it's been a big if for them the last couple of years with their health, I think they have the best talent on paper in the AFC South. In conversation with Zig Fricassi from Sirius XM NFL host on Twitter at Zig Fricassi. One more division to swing through with you here, Zig. And again, sure. we, go to the, we go to the conversation, and the more I look at it, the more exciting this NFL regular season seems to be because of the parity and, and so many teams can win a division from within it, the NFC South, the Falcons uh, two years removed from a Super Bowl, the Panthers with Cam Newton seem re-energized, the Saints were, world, were one crazy play from getting to the next level, and then the Tampa Bay Bucks with Jameis Winston and that whole quarterback question, uh, is he at the same level as Mariota or is he actually descending? What do you make of the AFC South, or NFC South and where that division can go with all those players? Boy, there's another one that you could yeah. throw wide open. Three, um, three out of four, I, I guess I'd say. With, yeah, I mean, well, you had three playoff teams last year. Tampa, I thought, was going to be a team that mm-hmm. made that next step up, but then uh, it was obvious to see that uh, Jameis still has some issues on and off the field, so they need to resolve that. And I'll, I'll tell you this, if you know that first three games, I mean, they were already in the soup because you already, I think they opened with the Saints, 
And then just for laughs, you have the Eagles and Steelers back-to-back, too. So even with Jameis in there, Andy, you may have a chance to go 0-3 to begin with. Now with him out, there's definitely a possibility. And if they stumble at all, you got to wonder about the futures of Dirk Cutter, the coach, and GM Jason Light, who I love both of them. I think they're two great people, but it's a results business in the National Football League. You mentioned Atlanta, two years removed from a Super Bowl, and if Matty Ice completes that pass to Julio Jones in the final minute, we're not talking about the Nick Foles Philadelphia Eagles yeah. Super Bowl last year because Atlanta was right there to get back to the NFC Championship. I think they have the best talent on paper. I just hope, you know, Julio Jones not getting a restructured contract, you know, and him being a little bit unhappy, I hope that doesn't uh, become a cloud over this season. But I, I could see Atlanta getting back to the postseason. Uh, New Orleans, obviously, I made some big steps last year defensively. My guy Mike Nolan, who I did the show with on Saturday nights a couple of years ago, really did a great job with the linebackers, and the, the defensive presence is very good. Uh, how they survive without Ingram the first four games is going to be key. Can Kamara shoulder up more of the load? You know, Will Drew Brees have to go back to throwing the ball 50 times a game? That'll be interesting to see. And then you've got, of course, the Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton, who may be the most talented quarterback in that division. Uh, got some interesting competition now at wide receiver. I'm looking for Funches to have a big year. Obviously, uh, D.J. Moore is a kid they drafted. They traded for Torrey Smith in the offseason. Who settles as far as the top back is concerned? Defensively, they've got some concerns. Right. Thomas Jones is going to miss the first four games due to suspension. Do we know how Luke Keekley's shoulder's doing? And at 100 years old, how long can Julius Peppers keep going? I mean, yeah. it's really amazing to see what he's able to do. So, And then you got the new ownership there. How does that settle down from you know Mr. Richardson's run of things? So a lot of questions, but again, I think you could see three teams making a run at that division. And who's, who would be shocked to see all three of those teams trying to get back to the playoffs? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't. No, me neither. It's, we, we just ran through three divisions that are completely up for grabs. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll leave you with this one, Zig. Uh, announced this morning the NFL is hitting the, quote, pause button on the new national anthem policy, yeah. which has just been a complete disaster PR-wise from the get-go. Uh, where do you think this ends up going? Like, it just seems like it keeps dragging and resurfacing and putting a cloud over the NFL. Well, it's funny that that statement came out late last night, Andy, because I put it on my updates yesterday that the Associated Press had reported that the Miami Dolphins were going to either fine or suspend or both players who demonstrate during the National Anthem. So the proverbial poop storm fired up on that. So... <laughs> That's why I think uh, you ultimately had that joint statement with the uh, league and the players' association. Look, I, I get it. You know, if you're a fan, you probably worked your tail off the entire week. You don't want to hear about you know real life coming into society, and, and you want to just be entertained by the game. Then there's the faction where maybe you know some of the elected leaders and. Local leaders here in the States maybe aren't helping people like they should. Again, that's a discussion on another show at another time. I think they work a resolution. I know it had been discussed, players, they could stay in the locker room. You know, do you just have the national anthem 
and not have the players on the sideline, and then they come out. I don't know if there's any real or easy legislation or solution to this, Andy. I, I just hope it's one of these things where uh, people have a little more understanding that there are issues in the states and maybe other countries, too, when it comes to you know societal type of things. But uh, we also want to be entertained and not be burdened by that, too. So exactly. that's a higher pay grade than mine, my friend. Right. I just hope the next time they throw something at the wall and it's the right thing that sticks. And then we can be done with this whole thing. And get back to football. Well, Zig, always a pleasure, man. Let's do it again soon. Andy, anytime, man. Thank you. All right, brother. Zig for Cassie. Sirius XM NFL host on Twitter at Zig for Cassie.